Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So (laughs) the Warriors got smacked, like all caps, smacked by the Milwaukee Bucks, 118.99. And it wasn't even really that close. I think the lead got up to 40 at some point. These are the rough patches that I was talking about. And guess what? It's not fun. (laughs) Oh, man, that first half, I was just so pissed. I was like, can you guys at least try? You know, can you at least put a little bit more effort in there? Maybe pretend Draymond is yelling at your ass. A game like this should remind everyone that Draymond Green is not overrated. If anything, he's still widely underrated throughout the league because what he brings the dude's a winner and we know that and without him this team doesn't have its heart and soul the Warriors were outsized and oftentimes they play small ball and they're outsized by the other team but Draymond his presence what he does (laughs) he does not look like he's 6'6 you know what I mean he doesn't play like he's 6'6 I should say and when you throw other guys out there to replace him I mean that guy's pure effort heart and intangibles that no one else can replicate. He's still back in the Bay getting treatment for his calf, of course. And not only did they miss him on the court, they missed him on the bench. This was the same as the Memphis game in that respect. And they just didn't have any fight, you know, (laughs) they just laid down and took it. As I've said before, these are the dog days of the season. And this is actually the exact midpoint of the Warriors schedule. They are 30 and 11. So that's 41 games, half of 82. And it's really, really kind of a a terrible way to end the first half of their season. But yeah, this game is just, you toss it, you flush it, you punt it, whatever you want to call it. It was bad. It was bad. The Bucks, I mean, they're the world champions, right? And they clearly were up for this game. The one time that the Warriors come into their house, they were on it from the get-go, and the Warriors didn't have anything. Nobody could hit a shot. 
it felt like everyone was clanking. Steph is still in his slump. He was four for 11. Clay was three for 11. He missed his first, I think, seven shots of the game. But, you know, that's fine. He's getting into his rhythm. He's getting his legs back. And for Clay, as long as he looks good out there, he looks strong, he doesn't look like he's limping, he's not having any setbacks or issues, that's all that should really matter with him because his shot will come eventually, right? And it actually did a little bit in the second half. But yeah, without Draymond, you don't have those great screens that he sets for Steph to kind of open him up, free him up. And they just don't have anybody else who can come close to that, who can approximate that. I said a couple of weeks ago when Draymond was out due to COVID protocols, I was like, okay, we've seen what the Warriors are like without Steph. We've seen what they're like without Clay. We'll see what they're like without Draymond. That wasn't too bad back then because he came back pretty quick, but the schedule that the Warriors are facing now, we're seeing how tough it is. Because obviously Steph and Clay irreplaceable, right? But at least you have somebody, if one of them is out, that can approximate what they do. You throw in Jordan Poole in either of their spots. Obviously Jordan Poole was in Clay's spot for the first chunk of this season. But then if you take Draymond out, there's really nobody else who can fill in for him. I've talked about this already. Like JTA just doesn't have it, especially on the road. He looks really, really bad on the road. Otto Porter Jr. can do some things, but definitely not all the things that Draymond does. Kavon Looney, he's nowhere near. They put in Andre Godala. He couldn't do it. You know, he, for the second straight game, he whiffed on a dunk. He got hung up on the rim. It's like, oh yeah, he is 37, 38. But yeah, the Warriors don't have anybody that can initiate the offense from the power forward position besides Draymond. No one else who can call everything out. No one else who can bark at everyone. No one else who can get them up, you know, because there's Steph and we know how he leads. And now there's Clay and he's just finding his way back onto the court. So who is really firing up this team? Who's getting them ready? And honestly, this now is the hard part of Steve Kerr's season. Basically, 41 games done, and now here's the other 41 games to get you into the best possible position for the playoffs and to be healthy. So, you know, there's a few things that I was looking for in this game, which honestly, I kind of tossed out the window because just everything went to hell. But in general, Kerr is going to earn his paycheck because when you put Clay in the lineup and you take shots away from other guys, you take minutes from other guys, you're going to miss a few things here and there, right? The first thing that you really have to make sure of is that the Andrew Wiggins that we've seen since that Minnesota Timberwolves game where he just went off, that we still see that guy, that we still see that aggression, even if he's not getting as many touches or as many shots because of Clay, He moves down the, the chain a little bit. So you have to make sure that he's still confident, that he's still aggressive, that he's still playing his game the way he was beforehand. And the thing is too... His game will have to change beyond just the number of shots. He'll have to adjust to how Clay moves on the court, to where he likes the ball, his spots, because they've never played together before. And same with Poole, you know? I was hoping that Poole could maybe snap out of it a little bit this game because they really need him. But, you know, he, just like everyone else, came up kind of flat. He was two for seven. All of his shots were threes. The other thing with Poole is I said earlier in the season that he's one guy that can get to the basket, get free throws, get the other team in foul trouble, and get the Warriors into the bonus earlier. But 
now that he's playing less, now that he's not starting, that changes the dynamics a little bit. Less attacking at the rim, fewer free throws, etc. I mean, in terms of Poole and Wiggins, Wiggins was definitely used to playing with Poole to start the game, and Clay is a completely different beast. And then you look at Gary Payton the second, who left this game because he hurt his back when he jumped up with Giannis and they both came down to the ground. You're losing his defensive minutes when he's not out there because he's pushed further down, right? Not only is he not starting like he was for a couple weeks before Clay came back, Poole comes in first, of course. So you're losing those defensive minutes as well. And to be clear, like it's not doom and gloom. It's just like, okay, you got to just <laughs> stay solid and get through this because there's a lot of learning that still has to go on amongst these guys on the court. I mean, it doesn't help the fact that Steph is shooting poorly. And I don't know what it is, but it seems to be that, hey, Steph is 34. You know, he'll be 34 in March. He carried this team last year. He's been going hard and he might just be mentally and physically tired. That's it. All the stuff from earlier in the season, all the chasing Ray Allen, all the carrying the load for this team. Hey, maybe he should pull a a LeBron and take like a week off or something. You know, you got to make sure that he gets his touch back, that he gets back to being who he is. And personally, I have no doubt that these things will happen, but games like this aren't very fun to watch. They were sloppy as hell. They had a bunch of turnovers early. Milwaukee ended up with more turnovers, 16 to 15, more turnovers than the Warriors. But still, early on, the Warriors were just coughing it up when they couldn't hit any shots at all. And credit to the Bucks, They were focused and they just jumped all over this team. The Warriors were 16 of 48 from three, but they weren't even that good. <laughs> a few of those came in garbage time. It was it was bad. <laughs> 16 of 48 is 33%. They were not that good throughout the game. Anyway, it's one of those games. These are starting to collect, but give them some leeway because a lot of these factors affecting them right now, they're not whole. They're just coming together. And part of this is almost like Clay Thompson's training camp, trying to get familiar with who does what. He's trying to get familiar with the new defensive rules, I'm sure. He's seen them, but he hasn't played with them. I mean, you can tell he's able to be way more physical when people post him up. He's fighting. You saw it in the Cleveland game against Evan Mobley, and you saw it in this game against guys like Bobby Portis. It's going to be a rough couple of weeks. And we always knew it was going to be a up and down adjustment period, but made worse by the fact that Draymond is out and Steph is in a funk, in a slump, you know, which apparently is contagious to the rest of the team. We'll see what Kerr can do, you know, like you need some leadership here. His job as coach is guiding people, is guiding the team through this malaise and making sure that. Wiggins stays aggressive, that Poole gets into rhythm, that he can find ways to get Poole and Gary Payton II meaningful, important minutes when they need to be out there. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first 
first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. A couple of things that I found interesting with GP2 out, and he was filling in for Draymond in the starting lineup. He replaced JTA, who previously had filled in for Draymond as a starter. When he went out, the Warriors started a lineup that I'd been wanting to see. It was Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and Kevon Looney. I didn't really so much want to see Kevon Looney. I'd love to see Draymond with that lineup, but I was just curious because those are their four best shooters, their four most potent scorers as of now. And it was fun. They were okay. You know, it was cool just to see. Clay hit a couple shots. He hit a couple threes. But at that point in the game, it was just kind of like whatever. You know, I would love to see that lineup somehow, some way, eventually in a game <laughs> that they weren't trailing by 35, 40. That lineup might be something that you don't see often, though, because of just the way the rotations go when everyone's healthy. But it was an interesting look. You know, I was like, that lineup could potentially be explosive down the road once they get familiar with each other again, once they get into rhythm, get in sync and all that stuff. Jonathan Kaminga, I was curious to see if he would get minutes against Giannis. He seemed to really, really want to play against Giannis. And he was very aggressive. He shot 16 times, only hit five, but screw it. You know, the rest of the Warriors shot poorly. The rest of the team looked awful. So why not put it all out there and go for it? And he did. He was one of the few bright spots of the game for me just to see him out there again and see how far along he's come just to get him some reps, minutes, all that stuff. So this was a perfect storm of garbage. (laughs) No Draymond. Clay still getting into the flow of the game. Tired, slumping Steph. And a Bucks team that was out to prove a point. The Warriors turn around, get Chicago, the East leading Chicago Bulls. Friday night, Clay's not playing. Steph might not play. I mean, give that guy a rest, you know? Maybe. I mean, you might be punting the game at that point, but who knows? And I'll be honest, you know, because of Steph's slump, his cold shooting streak the last couple of weeks, few weeks, you know? He might be losing his grip on the MVP. It felt like a sure thing back in December, early December. Now, going up against another MVP candidate in Giannis, this could be one of those games that sticks out in some voters' minds that Giannis is actually more deserving. I mean, there's a long way to go, right? Half a season. And we know that Steph will dig himself out of this But it's definitely a race now as opposed to before where it was like, you know, the Warriors were the best team in the league and it was Steph hands down. So like I said, this is an adjustment period. It's continuing and it doesn't help that the Warriors are on the road against some really, really good teams who are out for blood. But you just weather the storm and you'll come out on the other side. Anyway, that's all I got. This has been another episode of the Open Warriors Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Open Warriors Podcast. It's produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And leave us a nice review, too. That's it. 
music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.